بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله we begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by sending salah and salam upon our beloved messenger and imam and our prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ayyuhal muslimuna ibadallah the reality of this world is such that we find ourselves continuing through this life the hayat of the dunya moving around in this world and this earth falling into the temptations of the dunya falling and searching for the dunya at every moment and at every turn and this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this world as a test full of enticement full of temptations and full of that which allures us to the dunya. So how much are we not in need of a moment of spirituality wherein we can renew our iman and renew our hearts to remove this ghafla, this heedlessness and carelessness and negligence that we find ourselves in and remove the sin so let us sit today on this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah have a moment where we sit and reflect with ourselves over some ayat of the Quran and some ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this jalsa in this sitting of tazkiyah of purification of our souls and the sitting of sincerity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm speaking today about the reality of all affairs. The biggest reality of all, which is something that's part of our iman. Something that we all know is happening, it will happen. It's referred to as yaqeen, that moment of certainty, that moment of conviction. That no person can escape. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he advised us to often remember this moment. Yet, many of us, we are averse to it. And we are not fond of speaking about it. But in reality, it is the, the biggest reality of all. It's the reality of mawt. The reality of death. A'udhu billahi min shaytanir rajeem. كُلُّ نَفْسٍ ذَائِقَةُ الْمَوْتِ وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَّوْنَ أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازْ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ As Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, Every single soul will taste death. Every soul will taste death. And you will only receive your full reward on the day of judgment. The reward that we do in this dunya, that we do 
actions for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not seeking the reward in this world. We should not hope that through our good deeds, Allah gives us more and more of the dunya only. We should hope that we see the reward in the akhirah. We should hope that we see the reward in the akhirah. And likewise, we should hope that for the punishment of our sins, Allah does not keep anything for the akhirah. May Allah protect us. Amen. You will only receive your full reward on the day of judgment. Whoever is spared from the fire and is admitted into paradise will indeed be successful. This is true success, ayyuhal muslimoon. Success is not what we achieve in the dunya of worldly gains, of jobs, of wealth. Success is, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever is saved from the fire and is admitted into paradise, faqad faz. This person has, he has won the battle. He has triumphed. He is the successful one. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ And then Allah says, Whereas the life of this world is no more than delusion of enjoyment. It's a delusion of enjoyment. It's not real enjoyment. It's not real pleasure. It's fleeting. It's a moment of happiness. It's a moment of pleasure. It's a moment of enjoyment. And then reality hits us. And the biggest reality that will ever reach us is when we will, we will leave this world. Wallahu musta'an. Innaha al-haqiqatul kubra. Indeed, this is the biggest reality of all. This is the biggest moment of reality of all. Kullu hayyin sayufna. Every single living creature will perish. Wa kullu jadidin sayubla. And every single new thing will become worn out. Nothing stays new and shiny. Nothing, no new item is going to keep that glow that it has, that smell that it has. It's going to become worn out. That moment of death is just one moment. It's like a flash or like a blinking of an eye. Where the ruh leaves the body and heads towards its creator. فَإِذَا بِالْعَبْدِ at that moment, the slave becomes just one of the many that have passed away. We become just one of the many that have left this world. Life leaves us. We become of the billions that have left and have died. And it will not be long before the people in this dunya forget about us. Think of those who've passed away. We mourn for a few days. We mourn for perhaps a few weeks. But it's not long that life carries on. And those who have passed on are forgotten. Those who have passed on, life carries on without them. Wallahu musta'an. So let us, we've become slaves of our desires. We've wasted our time in enjoyment, in pleasures, in sleep. Let us realize that it won't be a moment before it is said about us, Mata Fulan, such and such a person has passed away. Ibad Allah, we are in a severe state of ghafla. Ghafla is that moment of heedlessness, carelessness. We know the reality. We believe, 
we are going to die. We believe we are going to stand in front of Allah. We believe the reward of Allah is true and the punishment of Allah is true. We believe in the adab of the qabr. We believe in Jahannam and Jannah. We believe in all of these things that's going to happen. Yet we are in a moment of ghafla. We live as if we are not going to die. Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, The people's time is coming. It's getting close and close and close. But they are in ghafla. They are not taking heed. They're not focused. They're turning away. Not realizing that their death is on, is on the step of their door. How often don't we hear today? In fact, we're not surprised anymore. We get a phone call to say, so such and such a person has passed away. We get a message to say, this one's child has passed away. And this brother or sister has left the dunya. Yet, yesterday he was of good health. Yesterday he was in Afia, he was well, he was fine. But this is the words of the Prophet wasallam are coming true. He said, from the, from the signs that the hour is coming close. He says you will see lots of sudden deaths. Sudden death. People will die instantly. People will die and yet they were well, they were healthy, they were young. And all of a sudden you find this person has passed away. Faya subhanallah. How can we then be brave in front of the forbidden matters? How do we not fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yet our souls are in His hand? How can we waste our time? And how can we be heedless over the control of Allah and the supervision that Allah is watching us? And yet, mot, death, is only in His command. It is narrated that Malik al-Maut, the angel of death, he came to Dawood alayhi salam, a prophet of Allah azza wa jal. Dawood said to him, man anta, who are you? He said, I am the angel of death. I am the one who is not in awe or is not afraid of kings. And we know Dawood was a great king. He says to Dawood, I am the one who is not afraid of kings. I'm not in awe of them. They don't impress me. And he says to him, No castle or fortress can keep me out. Nor do I accept bribes. At that moment, you're in trouble. You can't pay the police officer. You can't put something in his pocket and say, See you tomorrow. Here's a hundred rand or two hundred rand. Malak al Maut said to him, I don't accept bribes. When the time is there, your time is there. He said to him, are you really Malakul Maut? He said, yes. Nabi Dawood said to him, you've come to me and you haven't given me a, a warning. You haven't given me a chance to prepare for, for another time. He said to him, oh Dawood, where is that relative of yours? Where is that neighbor of yours? Dawood said, they've passed away. So Malakul Maut said to him, was that not enough sufficient? Was that not sufficient enough for you as a reminder to prepare? 
Was that not sufficient enough as a reminder for you to prepare? Subhanallah. We complain unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the hardness of our hearts. For we can only complain unto Him for the heedlessness that have overtaken us, for the days that we've wasted, wasted it in foolishness. We've destroyed our time and our days with desires. How many of relatives have we not buried? How many of our loved ones and friends have we not bid farewell to? We threw sand on the qabr. We buried them with our own hands. And from that maqbarah, from that gravesite, we washed our hands. We returned to the dunya only to be drowned in its temptations once again. Ibad Allah, two nights in the life of a Muslim, he will always remember. One night is in his home with his family, with his children, full of blessings, happy, enjoying himself, healthy and strong, laughing with his family, with his wife, with his children. And the night after that, while he's in good health and strong, all of a sudden he becomes ill. And he becomes tired and weak. And he starts to become distressed. And then he starts to think and reflect over his life that he has wasted, over his youth that he has squandered. He starts to then remember all of that wealth that he's, come, that he's put together. All of that savings that he's saved up for. That house that he's built. And then he starts to feel the distress as he starts to leave the dunya. And he starts to worry over his children. Who he sees as weak. Worrying that they are also going to waste just like he has wasted his life. His illness intensifies and the medication fail him. The doctor is perplexed, confused and his loved ones are losing hope. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَاءَتْ سَكْرَةُ الْمَوْتِ بِالْحَقِّ ذَلِكَ مَا كُنْتَ مِنْهُ تَحِيدٍ Allah says, ultimately, with the throes of death will come the truth. When death comes, that's when we see the reality of this world. That's when we see what is this money, what is this house, what's that car that I spent millions on going to benefit me. Where's my youth? Where's my days that I've wasted, the nights that I've wasted, all that sins that I've piled up. What's going to happen to my children? Allah says when that moment of death comes, the truth will come with it. That's when his eyes are opened and he sees the haqq. This is what you were trying to escape. Allah says, This is what you were trying to escape. You put it off. Mot, put it off. Someone dies, you put it as if we are not going to die. As if we are not going to suffer a similar fate. Wallahul Musta'an. Sakarat befalls him. Sakarat befalls him. He's starting to go into the pangs of death. He starts to look at his family, his friends and his neighbors, and they are only looking at each other. They're listening, but they can't speak. He listens to them, but he can't respond. 
He's looking at those around him. But they are watching him, unable to assist him. Unable to help him. Allah Azza wa Jal says, فَلَوْلَا إِذَا بَلَغَتِ الْحُلْقُومِ وَأَنْتُمْ حِينَ إِذِنْ تَنْظُرُونَ Why then are you helpless? When the soul of a dying person reaches their throat, while you are looking on. You're watching this person, he's dying, what can you do for him? What can you assist him? Why are you helpless? This is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this continues. That sakarat of maut, it becomes severe on him until his ruh starts to be pulled. His time has come. His ruh then goes up to the heaven. And his body lays with his family, just a dead corpse with no life in it. At this point, ayyuhal muslimun, people are of two types when they pass away. People are of two types when they pass away. When they're in the qabr, the intensification of the qabr, the darkness of the qabr, on the day of qiyamah, and all of its terrors and horrors, people are of two types. As for the first type, Allah Azza wa Jal says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَا اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَعَدُونَ Allah Azza wa Jal says to the first type, There are those who say indeed Allah is our Lord, and then they remain steadfast upon their religion. Fearing Allah, upholding His commandments and abstaining from Him from His prohibitions. The angels descend upon them at the time of death, saying to them, "La takhafu, do not fear, wala tahzanu, and do not grieve. Wa abshiru bil jannah, rather rejoice in the good news of paradise, allati kuntum tuadun, which we have been promised." This is Al-Fariq Al-Awwal. This is the first group of people who will experience pleasure at the moment of death. Who will be consoled by the Malaika. Who will be consoled by the angels of Allah Azza wa Jal. Saying to them, don't worry what's going to happen. Don't be distressed about the Akhirah. Don't worry about what you've left behind of the dunya. We are your protectors now. Nahnu awliya'ukum. We are your protectors now. We will spend with you your time. We will keep you company in the grave. We will be there to assist you. The day of resurrection and so forth. May Allah Azza wa Jal make us of these people. The true believers in Allah. The people of istiqamah. The people who uphold Islam on a daily basis. They are Muslims every single day of their life. As for the second group, the disbelievers and the major sinners, what will their condition be? Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذِ الظَّالِمُونَ فِي غَمَرَاتِ الْمَوْتِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ بَاسِطُوا أَيْدِيهِمْ If you, O Prophet, could only see, if you could only see the wrongdoers, the sinners, the kuffar, in the throes of death, 
while the angels are stretching out their hands to them saying akhriju anfusakum give up your souls alyawma tujzawna adhab alhun give up your souls today you will be rewarded with a torment of disgrace for telling lies about Allah and for being arrogant towards his revelations there's only two types of people at death it's either the good person or the bad person at that moment there's no rushwa there's no bribery there's no paying your way out there's no escape it's only your good deeds outweighing your bad deeds that's going to be of benefit it's only your true iman in Allah your steadfastness that's going to be of benefit may Allah Azza wa Jal save us Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said in a hadith أَكْثِرُوا مِنْ ذِكْرِ هَادِمَ الَّذَّاتِ He said, increase in remembering the destroyer of pleasures. Remember often the destroyer of pleasures. Don't put it aside. Think about death. Think often about death. He said, فَمَا ذَكَرَهُ أَحَدٌ فِي ضِيقٍ مِنَ الْعِيشِ إِلَّا وَسَّعَهُ No person who's going through some hardship in his life, some moment of difficulty in, in this life, Except that thinking about death will make it easy for him. Subhanallah. If we think about the difficulties we're going through in this dunya, whatever it is, we're suffering from something. We're going through hardship with our marriage. We're going through hardship with our children. Hardship with our wealth. Hardship at work. It's a distressing moment. If we think about death and we put things into perspective, we will realize this is nothing but a small test. And then he said, وَلَا سَعَةٍ إِلَّا ضَيَّقَهَا There's no person who's going through moments of ease. He's going through moments of ease. And he thinks about death, except that that moment of ease will become constrained a little bit upon him, in a good way. Because what happens when we are experiencing only ease? We get up, we're healthy, we got money, our children are well, our family is well. We're enjoying the dunya. We become complacent. We become negligent. We start to neglect salah. Neglect helping others. We think everything is going to go smooth all the time. When we think about death, it puts things, in, it puts things into perspective. There's benefit, so much benefit in thinking about death. It is said by the ulama, whoever often remembers death, he will be blessed with three things. Number one is ta'jilu tawbah. If we often think about death, we will hurry to make tawbah. We will be hastened to make tawbah because we know death can be waiting for us around the corner. وَقَنَاعَةُ الْقَلْبِ We'll find we are sufficed. Our hearts are at ease with whatever we have. We're not worried about more and more the dunya because we know death is around the corner. We won't be chasing the dunya and worried about what others have. And looking what this one's have and this one has. And hoping I need to buy this and I need to buy me a new car and a new phone and a new house. And I need to save for this and save for that. What I have is not enough. It will never be enough. Because that's the reality of the dunya. When we think about death, it will always be enough. Because the dunya is not going to go with you into that qabr. It's not going to help you in the qabr nor in the akhirah. It will give you tranquility. It will give you contentment of the heart. الْعِبَادَةِ And we will worship Allah Azza wa Jal the way we're supposed to worship Him. 
actively with energy, with focus, with concentration because we know death is around the corner death is waiting for us our worship will be upheld the way it's supposed to be upheld and the opposite holds true when we don't think about death our worship becomes lackluster just pray as if I'll pray later I'll pray tomorrow I'll make Tawbah tomorrow I'll make Tawbah when I'm 60 years old how many youth don't plan I'm going to live I'll, I'll party and I'll have fun and when I'm 50, 60, 40, 30 I'll, I'll change my life oh youth death does not give us time when Allah sends Malakul Maut if it's tomorrow and you're 15 you're gone if it's tomorrow and you're 18 you're gone nobody knows when he's going to die this is only in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to end off we should know that thinking about death doesn't mean we become people who are depressed and people who give up hope and people who are going to weep and wail all day long thinking about death should revive our souls it should give us energy to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cut ourselves off from the distress of the dunya because it is in that worship of Allah that you're going to find peace and contentment it's only in the remembrance of Allah where your hearts are going to find rest know O youth O elderly from amongst us uncles, aunties, daddies, mothers fathers our deeds are judged on the way we end so never become complacent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned in the hadith there will be people who will do the actions of the people of Jahannam their whole life until they are one arm's length away from Jahannam and what happens? they start to change they make tawbah they start to do the actions of the people of Jannah and they die and they enter Jannah no sinner is too far gone no sinner is too far gone at the same time there will be people doing the actions of the people of Jannah until he's an arm's length away from Jannah and before that he becomes a major sinner he changes his life for the worst and he dies upon that and he will enter Jahannam no righteous person is too good to become bad either we need to always be focused upon istiqamah worshipping Allah Azzawajal in the best possible way Muhammad ibn al-Mankidar he said he came to a janazah and he started to cry people said to him why are you crying he said wallahi I'm not crying for any specific sin that I know that I've done but I fear that I did something that I regarded as small I did some haram that I regarded as small but in the eyes of Allah it's something major Sa'id ibn Jubair Sahabi radiallahu anhu he says on the day Abdullah ibn Abbas the great scholar of the Sahaba of Stafsir the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed away in Ta'if he passed away in Ta'if they were at his grave and a bird came and sat at the grave that they've never seen before a bird of which the likes of which they've never seen in terms of its beauty and the bird entered into the grave and it never returned as they started to close up the grave they were sitting at the edge of his grave site they heard something reciting from the grave they heard something reciting from the grave 
They could not see where it's coming from. Ya ayyuhan nafsul mutma'innah irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyah fadkhuli fi ibadi wadkhuli jannati. This was for who? Abdullah ibn Abbas. We all know the ayat. Allah will say to the righteous when they die, O oh, tranquil, peaceful soul, return to your Rabb, well pleased, happy, and well pleasing to him. So join my servants and enter my paradise. Subhanallah. This was the janazah of Abdullah ibn Abbas, who was an alim and a righteous person. Subhanallah. Imagine what's our end going to be. I don't want to mention the bad deaths that we see. People having accidents. People find them. Loud music playing in the car. Cigarettes in the car. Drugs in the car. Muslim. Muslim doctors will say to them, Say la ilaha illallah. Say la ilaha illallah. Say la ilaha illallah. And they're unable to say la ilaha illallah. And they die in this state. Upon haram, upon sin, without being able to say la ilaha illallah. Our death is going to be the way that we lived. You are going to, we are going to die the way that we lived. If we want a good death, we have to live a good life. And if we want a bad death, then we know the answer to that. Wallahu musta'an. Allah Azza wa Jal protect us. Amin Rabbil Alameen. My time has come to an end. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.